Jesus, who is by no means trapped in that frame, he knows that he's welcome here. He knows that there is, amidst all of our junk, (laughs) our faults and our failures, that we really just are like, well, Jesus, we do want you. And even if we put up a little bit of a fit in our personal lives or in this family, not that I perceive a lot of fits going on in our midst, but we're like, it's worth it. We just, we really want you to lead, even if that means we as a church body look foolish or are not known, whatever. So thank you for that. That is, to me personally and to my family, that is a gift. I'll, I'll say the scripture, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. All right. Speaking of gifts, I would like to um, personally introduce and honor my family that I have inherited through marriage. And so I want them all to be up here at once, if possible, because I want you guys to behold the great assembly of Allens, Pifers, Spans, Halps, and the tree from whence all come, the Millers. So first, I'd like mom and dad Miller to come up here and be displayed. They have Mennonite heritage and even Amish heritage. My father-in-law, Myron, Dad Miller, his parents were both individually raised full-on Amish. Um, And they both had dynamic encounters with the Holy Spirit uh, as young adults. And the rest is history. But Zion is one-fourth Amish. I'm very grateful for that. But, again, it's, it's not in the Amish's nature to be up here and, like, say, look at me. They didn't even, well, some of them still don't take pictures, whatever. This is Mom and Dad Miller. They live in Jonestown, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Will your, will your address change at the new place? It'll still be, still be Lebanon. So I'm more grateful than I can say for these two. Next, there's been some debate about this, about who came first. There were twins. We know that they came before Karis and Dara. But I'm going to call the Pifers up here. Rebecca Faith is the daughter of Myron and Doreen. And, yeah, we're going to have to make use of all the space. Um, And she is married to the hometown hero, a man who, like myself, was raised in the Methodist church. And a little little M&M combination, Methodism meets Mennonitism, Mennonites. Um, And their children, Tovin, 
Truett, Risa, and Catriel. And next, the Allens. The twins are similar in many ways, also in the number of their children and the dispersion of their boy-girl sex. Not gender, sex. Let's slip that in there. (laughs) So, this is Amorous Allen now, and her daughter, Adelise, her son, Cathan, the other son, Jaron, who's five now as of yesterday, and precious Muriel. And uh, we are so glad that they made it. They had to fly in last minute. Muriel's been battling some health stuff, but she's here and happy doing tricks and dancing. Stuart Allen is the father and husband. Stuart is a man of God who was apprehended as a boy. Uh, and I'll never forget when he told me his testimony. Um, and he said, God, he knew God was present. And he felt a little trickle of sweat coming down his back. And I just felt like when he first told me that out in the Miller's yard, I just felt so close to that experience. And I'm like, this, this is the child of God and a man of God. So the Allens live now uh, at the old homestead, excuse me, 28 Moore Road, where the Millers built in 92, 1992. And now the Allens are the homeowners. Mom and dad are in the midst of building their new resting place. Okay, next. Well, let's have Karis and Zion come up here so we can just see all the package together. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Snap a little picture once we get everybody up here. I could say so much. You all know this. This. And the Halps. Not to be confused with hoops. It's H-O-U-P. But if you put an S in front of that, you spell soup. But you put an H and it's Halp. Halp. Some of you may know... um, William, affectionately known as Will, he is a homegrown hero of Wilmore and Highbridge. The Halp family is a notorious, I mean, a well-known. <laughs> the Halp family is, you know, dispersed throughout Jessamine County and especially Wilmore. And um, There's a great connection to this man's family and this land. Um, so what an honor it is for me to have a brother-in-law who's a fellow Will Moron and that we got to marry sisters uh, from central Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Will and I actually went to church together when we were little boys. I, was, I am older than Will, but I remember him and his uh, blonde siblings um, when... They were little, and I was a little bit bigger. And Dara, who is the youngest and amazing in millions of ways, 
And she is, she is with child. She is with child. She is with man-child. A man will be born. <laughs> a mighty warrior like these mighty warriors. This is Elias, the mighty warrior slash dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and this is Hosea. Another mighty warrior who we call Zay, Zay Zay, Ziggy Zay, Zigulus. I just made that one up. And so uh, they had, were living pretty much New York City. That's where they both worked. Um, but they're still working there, but remote, remotely. That's where their jobs are located physically. But they have just moved to central Kentucky in the great metropolis of Versailles. Um, Versailles kind of is a metropolis compared to Wilmore. But they're in Woodford County, uh, bought their first home, have a beautiful little help house. So I wanted to honor, give honor to whom honor is due. I wanted to honor my family. I, it, it's, it's hard to imagine like how I could have married into a more authentically God-centered family. Um, so, you know, like I often say with Karras and with Zion, I, you know, I, I just look at the Lord. I'm like, well, I, I couldn't, you did like the song exceedingly abundantly above what I could have imagined. And I believe this family is a family of destiny that there's been a grace on, on mom and dad since they were, uh, little children, um, and a path that brought them together and these children, um, I believe this is a mighty army, and I'm humbled to be a part of it, um, and I want to, you know, be a better part of this army, just like I want to do for you guys. Anyway, bless the Miller clan slash Pfeiffer's, Allen's, Halps, Spans, and everyone involved. I didn't miss anybody, did I? No. Okay. All right. Well, I've shown them off enough. But I'm going to have a couple come back up in just a second. All right. So I asked some of the boys, well, I should say men, uh, if from the Miller and Beyond crew, if they would just share a scripture, one scripture, one Bible verse, it was on their heart. You guys know that I do my best to play my part in kind of perceiving who God wants to speak through. Uh, sometimes I feel him put a message on my heart. Um, many times it's somebody else here. Uh, I was telling dad and I was so proud in the Lord, not like a, a haughty thing. I was just, and it was coming to my mind I'm like, oh my goodness. We have so many people who regularly speak here. Um, it's just an amazing thing. In our small little body, we have like a third of us regularly speak. And um, we might extend that. Um, so get ready. You might get asked if you haven't before. That being said, I asked um, Keith and Stuart and Will and Dad Miller if they would share scripture and if they had... Um, any insight or anything on their heart personally about that scripture. I also asked the girls 
if they wanted to. I know Isaiah, Zion wants to read from Isaiah. Um, Adelise, Reese, or Catriel, do any of you all want to read anything? Okay, that's fine. All right, so Dad, if you would come, please. Yeah, so after they read there. Well, what do you think? I mean, you could, like, call a T.O. if it starts to get intense or if you think it is right now. See how we make decisions around here? We're just like... Uh, I wanted to share a verse from Jeremiah that's uh, come to mean a lot to me over the last year. Uh, Trevor Hudson's an author, uh, and he has a book that's called Seeking God. And uh, this verse is about seeking God. Jeremiah 29, uh, verses 13 and 14. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. You know, most of us as believers sort of feel like we're not seekers anymore. Uh, we found him. We found our triune God, so we're finders, right? In some sense, we are. But, uh, you know, the Christian faith is a seeking faith. And even as believers, there's just so much more to God that we continue to be seekers and we continue to find. You know, it doesn't matter where we are. Uh, we're believers, we be filled with the Spirit. There is still more of God. And so that's just really been impressed on me uh, that I want to continue uh, throughout my uh, journey with God to be a seeker and to find more of Him and a, a more a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. Um, you know, I think it's something we're going to even um, in eternity uh, be discovering more and more of who God is. He's just too big for us to comprehend. Um, and so it's kind of a fun journey. And uh, may we all be seekers. You know, we've been uh, just gone through Advent. We've had Christmas. Uh, we've got a new year ahead of us. And... Uh, it's exciting to think that we can continue to seek and continue to find more and more of God. Thank you, Dad. Um, did the help? You guys have to leave soon, right? Why don't you Why don't you come next, Will? Sorry, Keith. We're we're messing up the rotation. <laughs> don't mess up the rotation, Doc. I forgot that the rule was only one Bible verse, so I, I, I grabbed seven. Um, but, but it's a song, so they're short, you know. Uh, so the last time my wife and I were here uh, was over the spring and summer when we were, as Travis was talking about, we moved back to Kentucky when we were discerning that move um, and whether to truly pull the trigger. And I was going to say spoiler alert, but I guess Travis already spoiled it. We did move back. Um, but you all prayed for us, and it was... One of, if not the first time in the months-long process where I felt like peace. I felt like I felt um, 
I don't know, just like some forms of clarity were coming, um, which first off, very thankful for that. Um, and that night I felt pretty clearly that God was telling me to, to let go. Um, that phrase just kept pounding in my head as we were listening to music and you guys were praying. Um, and it's just, I mean, a number of things to let go of, a lot of concerns, what ifs, unknowns, open questions. You know, I needed to let go and let God cook, let him, let him work. And now as we're all thinking about what the, you know, the new year has in store for us, and I've been mulling over what I heard from God last time, you know, we were here. Um, and there, of course, there's more to let go of. Uh, and like all of us, 20, my 2023 was packed, and with the new little one, 2024 is looking pretty busy also. Um, so considering, considering all of that, I want to read Psalm 20, verses 1 through 7. It was written to encourage King David as he prepared for what was to come. Um, so it goes, May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Uh, may he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all our requests. Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Thank you, Will. Stuart. So as Travis mentioned, um, yesterday was a good day uh, for me. Uh, we had, uh, the day after Christmas on the 26th, uh, we were in Denver visiting my family. And uh, we had, my youngest daughter, who's two, uh, you saw running around earlier, um, had been sick kind of on and off throughout the week uh, over Christmas and so forth. And so on the 26th, we uh, went to take her into an urgent care um, where she was then sent to the ER and then admitted into the hospital uh, for respiratory distress and uh, tachycardic and various other things that I don't fully understand. Uh, but my wife, who's the doctor, understands it much better than I. Um, and so when Travis asked me uh, about sharing a verse, the, and I knew that my wife and child were getting ready to come back to us, uh, the verse that was already on my mind um, was Psalm 126. Uh, and it reads, When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouths were filled with laughter, and our tongues did sing. And they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. So around 9.30 last night, um, my uh, mother-in-law, Doreen, uh, drove in to our driveway uh, on Anderson Way with my wife and daughter in the car, who had been away from us for about three and a half, four days at that point. And I was already like giddy and jumping up and down and excited to see them. And my daughter was asleep in the car, so I, we unbuckled her, and I picked her up and carried her into the warmth. And she just collapsed in my, my arms, just, you know, giving me that little squeeze that a two-year-old gives you. And it, is, it was joy. It was that moment of I'm being embraced. 
And I have felt that from the Lord in reverse, where he is the father and I'm that child. And um, yeah, this verse just again reiterated in my mind that the Lord has done great things for us. And he has brought back those that were away uh, from me, even in, for just a short time. And I'm so filled with joy. I have never experienced the suffering that the Israelites did in their captivity. And so I can't fully understand the depths of the joy that they speak about in this passage. But I was able to experience a glimpse of that last night. And yes, even though it was a difficult three days, uh, the joy that came afterwards was was unbelievable. So thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Brother from another mother, Keith. Um, well, I guess when I was, um, when Travis uh, asked me to think about this, I was, what came to mind was um, we've been studying John um, in our small gathering, church gathering, and um, just one of the, uh, the interaction between um, Jesus and Nicodemus and that conversation. And so it felt like maybe kind of an odd uh, scripture passage to read, but I, I'll explain a little bit. And so... Um, John 3, starting in uh, uh, verse 10. So, you are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? And I think for me, this was just another example. Over the last year or two, I've just been struck by how many times we see in Scripture in the Gospels that um, Jesus was right there in front of people, and they didn't, they couldn't see him for who he was, and they didn't, they didn't realize, they didn't understand the reality. They may, they may have known the Torah, they knew the Scripture, they quoted it at him, they knew all the right things, and yet right there was the Son of God in front of them, and they couldn't see it. And I just, uh, what I. Well, and I was just thinking about, like, as um, um, Travis is reminding again that Jesus is welcome here, that um, the way that you all just create this space to just be in his presence, I've been only here three or four times, but I've been so ministered um, to, to, uh, to by God, like, just because of the space that you guys create here, and it's so beautiful. You guys are such an encouragement to me, and uh, Becca and I have talked about just seeing how you do things and the, the faithfulness. And though you're small, just the way that you create a space for his presence and just spend time with him is so beautiful. And I think it's so pleasing to him. So I just want to really encourage you in that. Um, I just think it's a really beautiful thing what you guys are doing here. And just to keep seeking him and letting him in the room, you know. And, and, and when you're, we're spending time with him, he will show us, you know, these things that are true that other people can't see. And he'll reveal those things when we're in his presence. So thank you. Zion, you about ready? This is Isaiah eleven. One through seven. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. 
the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. But with his righteousness, he will judge the needy with the justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. You and Uncle Will both went seven verses. I like it. Zion just mic dropped after she's like, "Scroll of Isaiah was enough." Y'all see just just a little bit um, why I'm so grateful for this family that um, I have become a part of, and the wives of the men who spoke from Mom Miller to uh, the youngest are in unity they're equally yoked they seek god so awesome 